episode of Jackpa Podcast. I'm your host, Victor. As always, on this podcast, we talk about the lived experiences of Nigerians in the diaspora. On this episode, I have a wonderful guest whom I'm going to let introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Bolani from Nigeria. I'm 26 years old. Um, I currently study international corporate communications and media management at the University of Applied Sciences, Noyum. I also work as a working student job as a marketing associate. All right, nice to have you here, Bolanle. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Well, that's a very good question. So, aside from work and school, nothing much because I've been in Germany for a couple of not a couple of for about ten months now, and basically it's been about navigating life, balancing things, and just. Staying happy. <laughs> yeah. Staying happy, very important, yes, I must say. How has that been working for you? Ah. <laughs> mm. hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, the first couple of months in January were actually very, very rough for okay. me. You know, like nobody actually prepares you for this traveling thing. And yeah. it's a risk you just have to take and then just see how it turns out. Like, it was a struggle for me, but I think everything is finally adding up now. Okay. It's not going as planned, but I think I'm on my way to... Figuring things out. Yes, exactly. All right. I mean, we're going to go back to talk about the struggles, but before then, how did your journey to Germany start? Okay. So, <laughs> it's actually quite funny because okay. I was just conversing with my dad and then he said, somebody at his workplace told him about Jeremy. He said, why don't you just give it a try? I said, okay. And then I started my research and I found a school, a private school. So, it was actually much more easier for me. Yeah. So, then I applied to the school, did the interview, I got the admission, you know, started my blocking. Block account. Yes, the block account processing and... Yeah, and then the visa processing was actually quite easy for me. I got lucky. When everyone said they, they wait at least one year or two years, like, I actually could not relate because I applied for my visa in, I think, in February, and then I got my appointment, appointment in May. Yeah. It that was, was fast. It was that fast. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you know, I applied... I was already in, I was in Austria. Yeah. I've already got in, I've done the visa from Austria to Germany mm -hmm. when they invited me for, to come yeah, and do the visa in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? And it's more than a year after. Yes, it was that fast for me because, like, I was a part of this group and then everyone were like, oh, you can send emails, you can send letters. So I also did that. Yeah. And then I got the appointment. So people who did the same thing, like they still had to wait for at yeah. least one year. So for me, I can say it's just it's, it's grace. a miracle. It's, <laughs> it's actually grace. I'm a child of grace. I can imagine. <laughs> so yeah, like it made the whole thing seem very easy. Yes, and then I took it as a sign, you know, yeah. as the universe giving me a sign that okay, probably this is a great a path you should take. Yes. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So now that you mention it, because you said 
your father just brought it up. Yeah. And I know you're doing a second master's. Mm-hmm. So how did that conversation go? When he told you someone, maybe we should explore Germany, yeah. did you have to consider the fact that you only have a first master? I'm just trying to get a hang of how the conversation went. Okay, so at that time, yeah. I was working full-time. I was okay. working from home, but I hated my job so much. Okay. And so my dad was like, because I was also considering Canada, yeah. I had already started the whole traveling yeah. process. And he was like, okay, why not just maybe let's make this a second option. Okay. You know, he talked about how his um, colleague from work got this um, scholarship. or I really can't, I can't remember how the conversation went exactly. So he talked about Germany being a good opportunity, you know, how I can just... He did not have so much information. Yeah. So I just... Went on the internet, internet and, and also on Maryland. On Maryland, yes. <laughs> See, it's, it's actually a platform that, honestly, whoever created or started that platform for Nigerians who want to migrate yeah. to Germany, like that person should be blessed because it adds so much information. While I was at first, I was actually skeptical and I was scared because I could see so many rejection letters, people being rejected and, you know, they coming to the platform to talk about their problems and I was really scared. But then I just decided to... Give it a try. Yeah, like whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, that, you mentioned Maryland. <laughs> I think at this point, Maryland should pay me for that <laughs> because I don't think there's any episode where I've never mentioned Maryland. And it's... That platform is good. I mean, because it's one platform where people come and share different experiences. When mm-hmm. I was still in Nigeria, whenever I want to go for an interview, I go to Naira Land. Because that's where you see personal experiences of people yeah. that have done interviews at the office, people that are working there. When it was time for visa too, I went to Naira Land. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at the volume the, of information that is mm-hmm. available on that platform free of charge. Yeah. And the thing is, it's personal, it's people's personal information. Yes. So it's them sharing their experiences. Of course, you know, some people might have lied, some people might have exaggerated their things, but it's also left for you to, like, try to make sense of all of it. Because one person says this is A, the other person says it's B. You just have to take all the information and then try and see what works for you. Yeah, I think for me, I just explored the... actually took advantage of the different information yeah. I could find on Naira Land. And from there I was able to join this um group for Nigerians who want to move to Germany. Move to Germany on yeah. WhatsApp. So there this guy came on the group and he was like he got his appointment yeah. after I think eight months or nine months and then I sent him uh, I texted him privately and I was like, Okay, how did you go about it? Yeah. So he said he sent emails, he sent letters and at that time I already blocked my account. Account. I already had my admission letter, I already had all the all documents. The needed, yes. Just waiting for the appointment. Exactly. So I just, you know, printed out the letter or the emails, just attached this document and then sent it to, to the embassy via post. Yeah. So I, I did this twice. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, I didn't even know that is something people do. It is. Like nobody really knows about it, but it's something you can it's an option you can always explore and see if interesting. Because what <laughs> I know I did was I tried to call the embassy. Oh and the person I called on the phone was so rude. rude. Of course. See, do you know 
I've never had anybody talk to me mm-hmm. in that <laughs> manner. I was so shocked because usually I have comebacks, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the right words. After I hung up, I called it back. Because mm-hmm. whenever I had, I'm like, Victor, someone was speaking in that manner. I had to call back home. So what did you say? They did not happy. I was so mad. I called back because I took down the person's name. Mm-hmm. I called back. I, was, I said, if they pick this call, I'm going to say I want to speak to X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell, give him, give me a piece of my heart. Like I'm going to cause and swear for her. Because I did not. I called the person. I did not pick. I called the second. I did not pick. The next morning, I actually called back again. And whooping. Nobody picked. <laughs> it was so annoying. Like, you already blacked. You said you. It was so annoying. Like, I couldn't back. get a chance to talk back at this person. But I mean, it's interesting to like, realize that you can actually reach out to the embassy by sending these documents to them by post. Yeah, and it was when I went for my interview, I realized that this is an option. Like, these people are just humans. When I went for my interview, my name was actually not on the list. list. So when I got there and they were like, what is your name? I said, okay, look for your name. And they said, yes. your name is not. He said, the girl that sent letter, I yeah. said, yes. Okay, so which means possibly they are thinking not everybody is prepared. So when you send letter, yeah. I think, oh, and I sent all my documents. Yeah, trusting. That's a nice hack, and I hope someone who is listening could pick that up. Now back to the fact that you're doing a second masters. Mm-hmm. How does it feel different from? I mean, you've done a masters in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like, try to compare the experience doing a masters in Nigeria and doing a masters here, and knowing fully well that you're doing something that similar to what you did. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a repeat. How does it feel? It's not exactly a repeat because okay. right now I'm honestly just going with the flow. For my first master's, it was an intensive one-year program. Yeah. So you could imagine the assignments, the um, research papers, the coursework. It was overwhelming. Like at that time, if I had paid for that master's, I honestly would have dropped out. <laughs> Was it that intense? Oh my god. It was like I basically cried myself to sleep. Almost every night. Almost every night. Because oh it was too much for me to handle. And I think what made it a little bit better was um the pandemic. Okay. And the fact that we had to move most of like we had to Work, move study online. online yeah. Yes, and then attend classes and everything from home. Okay. So like I did not really have that much expectations regarding this one because after going through that rigorous yeah, process, experience yeah. and process, like I think it's prepared me for whatever this is going to bring. Yes. <laughs> and how has that been going? <laughs> Good. Okay. Good. Aside from the fact that I'm trying to balance work and school. school. Yeah. But this is. It's actually way better than <laughs> my first masters. You're joking. I'm not. Because, I mean, I've been swearing for everybody in this school because <laughs> they've been after my life since I started this program. The intense, I don't think assignments are too intense. Mm-hmm. Now that you're talking about what you did in Nigeria being lighter, I'm like, being more intense, I'm like, how do I even. See, for the program, like it's only written there. Yeah. That's the one I did in Nigeria. Yeah. An intensive yeah. one year master's, master's program. program. And it took intensive literally. I'm telling you, because everything you're supposed to do in two years. Yeah, it's. Yes, like it's boxed into that. Oh my god. One year. Like they give assignments every week and then you're expected to submit in two weeks. Yeah. That's the time timeline, time yes, yeah. for assignment submission. And then I think I was taking ten courses. courses. Yeah. 
So 10 courses, we have classes every day. Yeah. Now, imagine like your everyday lecturer giving you assignments. Assignment, assignment, yes, assignment. and when they give you assignments, it's literally a 10 paper where you have to research, you have to um, use a, um, a, an academic journal, journal and, yeah. and the rest. So And those are the worst. Those are the worst. At least here, we don't have, we don't write so much papers. Mm-hmm. We write papers, but not as much as what you've just described. Yeah. And to my surprise, I actually did very well. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be surprised if you did well? <laughs> See, with that kind of... Uh, Oh god, like when I saw my first semester result, I was like, okay, okay. So I know book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Alright. So now you went to a private university, which is not very usual for Nigerians who are coming to Germany. Um, so why a private university? Hmm, that's a good question. A private university actually comes with ease, it comes with so much. I don't know, convenience. Mm-hmm. And that was what you're going for. Exactly. And at that time, like, we had a lot of ASU stripes, you know, stripes from left and right. Yeah. No, actually, means private university here in Germany, not in, Germany. in Nigeria. Ah, okay. So, because it was, yeah, it was also very easy and convenient. Okay. But I had no idea what I was signing up for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because the, I thought I could easily. Pay the tuition, maybe work here and pay the tuition monthly, but oh god, it was one hell of a ride. See, you know, actually, you know, I got admission. I did tell you that I got admission at a private university too. No, you did not. It was actually in Frankfurt, but I mean, they have three of um, what's the name of the school? What's that? HMKW, yes, it's the same school that I attended. Aha. <laughs> they have Frankfurt, they have Cologne. In Berlin. And, and Berlin, yeah. yes. And I think I, I can't remember if, if the one I chose was, I think it was not, it must have been Frankfurt, the one I chose. Mm-hmm. It's, was it six something that they told me I was supposed yeah. to be in per semester? Yeah, I think I was paying six. Six fifty two or something. Six something. Uh-huh. When I saw it, I told my brother, my brother was like, because my brother is in the UK, yeah. I was like, this is going to be hectic. He told me. And I thought, but it's just six hundred and something because they say. You no, know, when you hear those Nigerians abroad, they talk you work, you get one thousand something. Like if it's one thousand something, you pay seven hundred something. It cannot be that bad now. My brother was like, "This is hectic. This is going to be hard." See. <laughs> and then, of course, when when Kelly was one that told me about the fact that he, she he knew somebody that was in the private investor, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "How's the person?" By then, of course, already in jail. I've seen how it was. The first thing was, "How is this person surviving?" I think the first. Night we met and you were asking me how did I go about it? Yeah. Oh, I did ask yeah, you. Yeah, on Michelle's birthday, like it's when I say it was one end of a ride. Yeah. It was like I would wake up unhappy because I had this. Like even the school said classes where I could not attend. Why? Because I had to walk what? to, we to, to pay the tuition. Yes. Oh no. So I was behind in my classes. You know, yeah. I was walking, but then the money was going. To the fees, yeah. Yeah. So what I was even working for, I was not. You couldn't see the money. No. Just like you were working around the club just yes. to pay this fee. Because imagine that how much could you earn that you are a working student working and student. you can only work twenty hours. Mm-hmm. So by the time you remove this um, school fees, pay your house rent, and it's mm-hmm. Frankfurt mm-hmm. around Frankfurt. Yeah. You have at most hundred euros to live by. To live by. And then what can that do for you? Thank God for both accounts. <laughs> <See. laughs> 
But even at that, because imagine I kept on with the program and yes. the block account finishes. What were you supposed to do? Hmm. So it's I don't see. I don't know how you survived it. To be honest, honestly, even myself, I have no idea how I survived it. So, but what I understand from what you're saying is that by the time you left Nigeria, you thought it was something you could do. Yes, I thought it was something I could do because I met like there was actually this one guy I met that was very candid with me, yeah. and he also attended H and He told me about the school. He was like, hmm, this tuition, this school that you think you can. He said it would be better for you to have a second option. option yeah. yeah. So when I got here and I saw the situation, yeah. I saw the look of things. things. Like nobody told me before I started <laughs> looking for a second option. <laughs> nobody told me before I started looking for a second option. And then, like, lucky for me, when I applied to HNU, yeah. it was. The process was seamless, it was, yeah, easy. It was yeah. easy. Aside from the fact that I needed to write my A1 exam, okay. that was the only thing that was bothering me. Yeah. And the A1 exam, after writing it, I passed. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I just did that, okay, I think everything is starting to align. Yes, and come together. Wow. Okay, now, so what's the difference mm-hmm. based on your experience mm-hmm. doing a private university and a public investor in Germany. Yeah. What's the difference in terms of the private the university setting, in terms of the tuition, everything? The school setting we had limited space, probably because I was in the not in the main campus. Uh-huh. And it was a lot. Like we had classes from Mondays to Thursdays. Yeah. Okay. And we had classes from nine or 10, I think 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Why? Yes. Like one class is for, I think, four hours or five hours. And sometimes we have three classes. In a day? In a day. That's... Because they are also trying to, like, squeeze everything in. So I had, I think, um, Wednesdays and Fridays free. Okay. To work. But from Monday to Tuesday, Monday through Tuesday to... Thursday. To Thursday, it was always... So much, like too much, because yeah. it was always, you know, we had classes. classes. Ah, it how, was just a lot. How many years was the program supposed to last again? I think two. Two years. Yes. Two. And they are doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's a case of them trying to show that they are a quality school that does the exactly. best? Or? It was a two-in-one master's program, okay. public relations and digital marketing. Oh, yes. Okay, so they're trying to give enough yes. for digital marketing and, and enough for public, public relations. relations. Yes. That's actually two-in-one, public relations and digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that was why I went to the school because it actually gave me an option to... Specialize to not okay to learn two different to learn things both at the same time. Yeah, to be fair, I think the program looked very interesting at the time, which is why I applied. I think mm-hmm. it, I thought it was a nice program. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank God I didn't have to go through that anyway. Honestly, thank God you did not because it was a lot. And now that you are here, this is your first student job. Yeah. How did the journey? Start? I mean, what's the journey like getting your first student job? That isn't any of those other jobs that you did back in Frankfurt. In Frankfurt. Um. Hmm. I honestly don't know a good way to answer that question, but it's completely different. It's 
convenient it's it's new okay. let me just put it that way and as for the journey like i applied a couple of times to some companies but mm-hmm. did not get a positive response yeah and this one like so when i said i applied a couple of times that was in frankfurt okay and I also gave up at some point. I yeah. stopped looking for a student <laughs> job because everyone, I think it's also really dependent on the kind of people you surround yourself with. with. Yeah, my friends were from India, yeah, and then we had one, I had one from the Philippines, and she had a job, she was okay. So, like, the ones from India, they, could, they also could not speak German, yeah, like me. So like they were like oh it's impossible they heard it's always I heard from this person I heard from this yeah, I heard from this that it's impossible jobs. to get a student job if you cannot speak German so I just stopped searching searching yeah and then I met someone and he was like you can give it a try I know, yeah. yeah like see these guys Evan sent how did I meet him um it was true Zen job. Okay. I think I told you about yeah, it. Yeah, job, yeah. Yeah, so I just met him. Like, we were, all, we were both going for the same shift. I was even asking, there was this German woman I was asking if where the particular, where the location is. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got there, I was writing my email. Then he asked me, Are you Nigerian? I said, Yes. I said, Yoruba. I said, Yes. He said, He's also Nigerian. He's Yoruba. Oh. Yeah. So we just started talking and it was like he has a student job. So he does this as a mini, a mini job. Yeah. Just for extra money. Exactly, for extra money. So he said, he said, see, don't think too much about it. Yeah. All you have to do is revamp your CV, update your LinkedIn profile and just keep applying. Yeah. And yeah, I just started applying. And that's what you did. Yeah, that was what I did. I mean, to be fair... Because also, I think from my experience, I you know, back in Nigeria, you also hear that when you see people that are abroad, they are talking mm-hmm. about they are doing cleaning jobs, they are doing mm-hmm. caregiving. So it gives you the, the impression that it's hard even to get the same jobs. Mm-hmm. But also, when I see people are in jail, they told me you can get any other job. Yeah. Of course, they keep on mentioning that the language can be a barrier. And which is why when I came here, so I was looking for a student job and I applied for lots of them. There are days you just wake up, you open your email, mm-hmm. five rejection emails, sometimes three, sometimes one. It's just like, like all the time I was trying to get a job, I got a rejection email at least every day I wake up. There was this particular job. I yeah. made it to the third stage of the interview. Yeah. And they still rejected me. I did some. I did at least two or three interviews. I went to the last stage. Mm-hmm. One asked me to do a presentation. I did a whole last presentation, yeah. and I thought, okay, okay. So I did the presentation. I realized maybe this is not going to be my last poster. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be. But eventually, okay, they actually reached out to me again to say that why they wouldn't assign me for the role if I was willing to take another role. But by then, I've gotten this one I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I just kept on doing that. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, the thing is, rejections are coming, but every once in a while you see an invitation for an interview. Mm-hmm. You do the interview, they'll give you feedback. Okay, we are stopping at this point, or maybe we are going to do another round of interview. It's the whole thing. Yeah. So this is my friend, I'll call him X. Yeah. He said, see, just keep applying. applying. Keep applying. I told him about the, I was concerned about the language, but he said, see, it doesn't matter. All you have to know is, at one point you have to, because I'm in the communications space, yeah. at one point you have to like learn the, learn language. the language. He said, just keep, just keep applying. See, like everything still 
boils down to the information you have at True. your disposal. Yeah. When Hex came to Germany, he already had this information. Yeah. So it was in his first or third month he got his first working job. Yeah. yeah. And then he was telling me how he was able to even pay his parents back the lock account. account. Yeah. In his first semester, I think in the first year, yeah. he got his first job. Yeah. Then the contract expired. He got another one. Yeah. So you have to like surround yourself with people who have, have the right information. Exactly. Oh, see, you just the things you can achieve in in six months. It will actually take you a shorter time to achieve when you have the right information. Right I information. mean, in my case, too, if maybe Kenny, I think the fact that I also had Kenny and Michelle, because mm-hmm. Kenny got the job in, I think that was like the first job he had applied for, mm-hmm. and he got it. He got it. Michelle got hers within one month, just a couple of weeks. I got mine in about three months. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I knew that they got it, I'm like, we're doing the same program. Yeah. So definitely, they can get it, I can get it. Maybe it would take a longer time. Mm-hmm. And I kept on just applying and applying. Yeah. And then it worked. And just the same way I'm trying to get a full-time job. I've started yeah. applying. Exactly. I've done one or two interviews. Some of them have come. At least I've got interviews. I said about two interviews. After the first round, they said we're not doing it again. I keep it moving. <laughs> the been those ones that rejection straight from the first application. See, you keep it moving. It's a part of the It's part of the process, cycle, yeah. yeah. It's part of the cycle. I mean, it's interesting, and I imagine that it's a whole lot of difference for you now that you work full time, um, a student job, mm-hmm. now when you had to do the Zen job, another job, because mm-hmm. at least now you have a rest of mind. Yes, I do. I do, in a way. <laughs> because, okay. like, I feel like in this journey, you always have to be on, on your ten toes. Exactly. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> Because you always have to think about the next step. So many things like, am I doing this correctly? What is the next step? And well, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Because just like you said, you have to always keep on thinking, what's next? Mm-hmm. What next? What next? Because first, aside the fact that you are, you have to renew your papers one way or the other. Yep. And then you have to make ends meet. This is not Nigeria. In this Nigeria, is not. You can see. But I see, but I can't ask my can my bag go my mama's house. Think, like I was a baby girl in Nigeria. I will carry my bag and go back to my parents' house. That's the worst that would happen. I was working, but I still had like my dad get hurt. <laughs> Gets. Ah. And all of a sudden, I mean, when I was working in Lagos, I was staying in my brother's house. I didn't have to pay rent. Okay, I paid because I, I thought I was going to, it's nice to contribute, but not yeah. because if I did not contribute, I was going to somebody say go out of but, your house. But, yeah. I think traveling to Germany was like a good the best decision, decision. I okay. made last year. Right. Because it has opened my eyes to so many opportunities. Sure. And I think I've attained this level of independence. I never knew I could. You had. Oh, I never knew I had, yes. Yeah. You know, because now we're talking about how our life has turned, mm-hmm. how we now have to be more intentional about the things we did. I think yes. we we're talking about it yes. sometime. Yes, it's... I didn't know I was this resilient. Ah. Because I didn't have to be resilient. Sure, you know this... I said Shege is different from Shege Bansa. Okay. <laughs> I saw Shege Bansa Uku last year. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I had no idea I was this tough, I was this strong. 
Can you just see happening and you're like, okay, am I doing this? Okay. Because it's the time when you like when you see the rejection and you're like, you sort of cry, you're like, oh, it's one of those things. You keep it moving. Things like if I have a you'd be like, oh God, where is me? Why am I getting rejected? You know that kind of Aside thing. Aside from the rejection. And, okay. Like there were times when after paying my school fees, my rent, my insurance, like I had little to hold on to, hold on to, to survive yeah. until the next, until the following months. And then I would just, you know, then I was always calculating. <laughs> like the calculations, the kind of calculations that Ajay never had up. Mm. <laughs> I was always calculating that okay, if I buy this, if I spend money on this, do I have enough to you know this, yeah. to do this? Do I have enough to at least survive until the next month? So it's just. I mean, those are those are very. Uh, yeah, I think I think like you say, it's it gives it shows a different part of you that you never knew existed. Yeah. You see how tough it could be. You also see how you navigate your relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you find out new things about yourself when you are no longer in that comfort zone. That said, I still wish I could have my comfort zone. Well, I think. But again, you can't eat your cake and have it. Yeah, and it's a part of. It's actually what being an adult means. Can I exchange it? (laughs) (laughs) See, we all fish. Can I just assume that because you're a child, maybe a teenager? At one point, like there are times when I still wish I was living with my parents. Yeah, I was not like I was very, very happy and comfortable. But then I really like this this version of me that Jeremy has created. Yeah. I feel like there is no problem or there is no situation I cannot undo, and you know, turn out fine. That's just. I think that's the outcome. Like, I'm okay. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend and I asked him, oh, how are you? And he said he's content. Yeah. Like, that's a word. As at that time, I had not used or yeah. thought of in a while. So, like, when I think about it now, yeah, I think about how content... You feel? Yes. Okay. Because... One, I don't have to think about paying almost 700 euro yeah. monthly, you know. And I'm happy with my school, I'm happy with my job, yeah. everything is... I can go out if I want to, I can go out when I want to. Yeah. You know, I have friends. So, yeah, like, it's it's something I'm trying to hold on to yeah. as for as long as I can because... Not everything is going to be, you know, it's not every time that things actually work out. The way you plan it. The way you plan it, yes. Yeah. I mean, not, since we're talking about it, it's also the fact that, like, when you look at it, it makes you see value in things you've always ignored. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain this a little bit this way. In Nigeria, the way the country works, it's either you're poor or you're rich. Mm. I mean, there are very few people in the middle, but then it's hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And then it's either you, like when you finish school, the only jobs you can get is working in the good jobs. Everybody knows it's a good job. It's maybe working in the bank or working oh, with an oil company. Mm-hmm. Those are the only jobs anybody that gets feels like, yes, you are really doing a good job. Mm-hmm. The other jobs that are good, but nobody thinks about them in that way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But here, you also see that there are lots of ways to be comfortable. There are a lot of ways to have a good life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be... 
It's because me, I work with, I never knew about them until I saw and I read Same, up about yeah. them. Yeah. And I saw this company employs 11,000 plus people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, nobody even knows about this company. Yeah. And you also, I don't, like, I don't even know the name of your company. But I'm sure they have thousands of they employers. Do. They do. Kenny's company is even a US company. They have, yeah. I'm like, so first of all, it's open, like you said, you open, you open your eyes to a lot of opportunities. You also mm-hmm. open your eyes to how there are different ways to be different things mm-hmm. or become whatever you want. Yeah. We're all in the same program. You are market, working as a marketing associate. I'm working in sales and marketing. So it's like, it's still the same kind of field, almost the same trajectory. But it's, how do I explain it? The opportunities that we never knew existed. Yeah, the opportunities are actually they are limitless. Exactly. Let me just. The jobs I said, I'm like, I don't think anybody does this job in Nigeria. Working as a marketing associate in Nigeria, you're basically just. Just wearing your and, shoes and out. Flyers <laughs> exactly. In the sun and begging people to come and buy what insurance. What people are saying. <laughs> you wear your shoes out. And they will pay you penny. So it just I think it's it's very interesting to like also realizing that I don't have to really I've always thought you know how people always grow up and they want to be billionaires. Yeah. I've never wanted to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. But it's only living in Nigeria, you Nigeria, you also realize that you cannot survive without survive. not necessarily being a billionaire but being rich. rich. But here I'm also beginning to see that you don't have to be extremely, extremely rich. rich. You have a good life. Mm-hmm. Because even the minimum wage in this country can give you a decent life. Mm-hmm. At least, not, when I say decent, it doesn't mean that you are living la vida loca, how they take it to calm. But at least you can pay your rent. Yeah. You can clothe yourself with minimum wage. You still have money to enjoy yourself. Every once in a while, exactly. So imagine you now have skills that increases your wage. You can just have, basically it's easy to have a decent life. Mm-hmm. And it's also making me realize that, yes, maybe that life I always wanted to, where just I'm comfortable, but not necessarily a billionaire or with a, it's achievable. It is. And it's not a problem. It is. And I think for people our age, yeah. we still have, I don't know if I should say what it takes, so we still have the time or the chance to actually, you know, to have, um, to be, to live the comfortable life, to yeah. walk towards giving our kids that opportunity to have a better life than a we better are doing. Life, yes. Yeah. True. I think it's 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 been an interesting experience to be honest. See. And you know also because we're talking about it now, back when I worked in banking, mm-hmm. it's I don't want to sound shallow or sound like I'm a a rude person, but it also kind of felt like a part of my identity working in banking. <laughs> because it's like when you talk about working bank, they take you seriously. They respect you. Mm-hmm. But here, I'm no longer thinking about myself in that way in terms of trying to make my job seem like it's part of my identity. Because I also know that I can get whatever respect I feel like I deserve without having to talk about what I do. What do Because I know in Nigeria, the people that can call me, nobody will look at me until I say I am this or that. Because the fact in Nigeria, the fact that you had a job alone gives you a privilege. Yes. Yes. Because do you know how many people at that time were were unemployed and in fact if they can even find anything at anything, all. yeah, they would do it. True. So but now that we're talking about some of the good aspects, is there something you think like if you're going to say as being the worst 
experience you've had so far? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to itemize, itemize things you wish never happened, things you wish maybe you could take back from this okay. experience, are there things like that? So things I wish I could take back from this experience, one, applying to a private school. <laughs> yes. I can imagine. It's as tiring, as exhausting as yeah. it sounds. Then, honestly, I think that's the only thing. Okay. Yeah, maybe because I'm still, you know, people still refer to me as a new being yeah. in Germany. So I think there's still, like, there are so many things to come. Yeah. And right now, that's the only thing I wish I could take, take back. Off. And, oh, there's one more thing. Not mingling with the right yes, people. people. Yeah. But is it which even know the right person? That's a funny thing. Well, being a girl, if they don't want to, <laughs> most of them are just looking for girlfriends and yeah. whatever. So instead of them to give you information that you need, yeah. you'll be giving you your, your information. So, so that, that's because that's actually something. How do you know that the person you're mingling with is the right person to mingle with? There's really no way to find out. Mm, I think there is. Okay. And it's also very dependent on the kind of relationship you are looking for are looking for like okay. when you see that this person is maybe looking for a romantic relationship like and you're not just let them know that you want a tangible friendship yeah the kind of friendship where you can give me resourceful information yeah that can better my own life yeah and i can also do the same with, with you okay so just like make it clear what you're looking for what from the relationship. For. So, and then you try as much as possible to develop that relationship with them. Yeah. And you see that the more you talk to them, the more you share your problems, they actually, they gradually, not everybody. Of course. But then they also see, I think, should I say, they empathize yeah, and towards to you. Exactly. You and and the then support. they provide you with, you know, resources. Resources, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, th I think I think that makes sense. And for me, if there's something I could take back, is that something I could take back? The weather. <laughs> and now? Oh well, even now, do you know this is the summer started. I've been having it's been harder for me to sleep. Why? I don't know. If, I don't think. I just feel. I don't. I don't even know if it's the heat. I don't know. I don't know, but I just know since this weather since gets all this warmer, you'll be sleeping better. Oh, I've been really, really happy. As to be honest, I've been happy. I've been friendlier. I want to play. I want See, to go out. Hmm. In the way that I didn't want all along. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I went out yesterday and it was as if I was going out for the first time in 10, in ten five years. Because I was so happy. Like, the cool breeze, the... The, the sun. The sun. Like, the the flowers. I've been seeing people outside, too. Mm -hmm. Because before... You barely see anybody on the yeah. streets. But now you're seeing people doing things. Mm -hmm. But when I went to leave yesterday, I did not want to leave. Because it was so cold. This. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little is always very cool. Oh, always I loved it. Cool. Now you said you're still seen as a newbie. You've been yeah. here for nearly one year. For nearly one year. So, because even I've been, I've been in Europe for more than one year. Yeah. But it still feels all new to me. Do you think there's ever a time it will get and it starts, it stops feeling new? Yes. 
when you're done with school. Okay. I think then reality starts to like set in. You know, with school, you still have this. For me, I feel like it's um, it's like an excuse. Yeah, and right makes some stuff cover. Yes, it does. So when that, when all that ends, and then you're like going into the job market proper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the look on my face. <laughs> Yes, that's when you know, okay, you're no longer a newbie. Yeah. Now you're like an you're adult. The world. You're in the world. You're trying to navigate. And nobody's coming to save you, Nobody. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, uh, the idea of going to the labor market, like you said, mm-hmm. is terrifying. Because, I mean, I mentioned I've been getting rejection emails and I'm yeah. like, so is this what we could do before we get that first one that would work? But it's also very interesting because it's, like you said, you see the opportunities and you see that you can do so much more. Mm-hmm. It might take time, but yeah. if you don't give up, yeah, like something would definitely, it's def- it would definitely pay off True. in the end. I mean, for me, I find it inspiring because it's like, just like you said, you begin to see new versions of yourself that you never still existed. You begin to see how resilient you are. You begin to see that you are smart to begin to mm-hmm. see that you know things you never thought you knew. Mm-hmm. Like when you know this, like what people always want to talk about about Nigeria. And sometimes you engage them, you see that you're saying things you didn't know when you learned. Yeah. But you just knew that you knew them. See, like this, my ex friend, yeah. he said on that same day that I met him, he said, Do you think, see, you that you have work experience, you have your first master's degree, he said, Have you heard an average German? Who is just you know out in the market? Have you heard them talk? Have you heard them speak? Said you feel disgusted because this food they don't actually know as much as we know. do know sometimes. Yeah, because you know we 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 do, we do it a lot because based on our culture, mm-hmm. but then they do more practice, mm-hmm. which is why sometimes they can do something, but you have to we ask to explain them. They can only tell the process, but they cannot define the process. He said you have. A lot more to offer compared to this. I think it's it's. I mean, it could be fifty fifty two because, like I said, they have more practical experiences sometimes. Yeah, and definitely, they'll get more favored because we're in their country, country. and they also know how things work. Because I remember it was Michelle and I talking to some of our classmates about how they found the program. They found it very easy. Not in the way that Michelle. I mean, I think it's been it, because first, you know, normally for you to pass an exam, you have to know how the exam works. Mm-hmm. They've been writing similar exams all their yeah. lives. I me, mean, it's new to me. Similar research. Exactly. Paper. So it's all new to me. Some I can't of them perform as good as they expected. Exactly. To. They have access to these, you know, softwares and applications that we don't have access to. You have to find out that they even exist on your own. Yeah, either way, I think it's been interesting and it's a ride. Like yourself, I wouldn't take out anything from this experience. Mm-hmm. Because you've learned new things. And of course, you meet new people. We didn't even talk about meeting new people from different parts of the world. The world. In Nigeria, I never met this many people from different parts of the world. <laughs> so it's, it's really been a great experience. Yeah. But I think, let's talk about, I think it should be the last question. Mm-hmm. Now that you've been here for nearly one year, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to come to Germany? Like someone reached out to you and said they're planning to go to, to come to Germany. Germany. What would you tell them? Hmm. So I only have, I think I have, Two advices. Okay. Number one, do your research. Yeah. Like, if it's possible for you to connect with people who are already here, yeah. people you know would 
give you, you know, would answer your questions when you, people, you know, would give you like a hundred percent clarity about what you're about to do. Exactly. Because some people, they actually withhold information. information yeah. yeah. And two, you need people try to connect as with as many people as possible. Yes. It's many people as much as possible yeah. because to survive in Germany, to actually survive outside of a place where you don't have your family members with yeah. you, you actually need people. True. Yeah. You need people. I had this friend in Frankfurt. It was like my, should I say, escape. Yeah. Because anytime I go to him, you know, in we talk about my problems you know he cooks i eat and then for that one day it's like i'm escaping for, yeah, the, from my everything feels all right yes for everything a few feels minutes. all right yeah. until i go back home <laughs> <laughs> until i go back to my problems but he was like he was always there yeah and he's nigerian and he's nigerian. So which again removes the cultural you know if it's not if it's in non-nigeria you have to consider the cultural elements but in Nigeria, you understand yourself. I never knew him. He picked me up from the airport. Oh, okay. And from Frankfurt, like I was living in a, a different city. Yeah. He took, picked me up from the airport. Yeah. Took me to... Where you were supposed to yes, be. Yes, to my house. Yeah. And since he was even there until I got settled, you know. Yeah. And also my landlord also made... Things like really, really, really in fact, even what you mentioned, your landlord is a Nigerian, right? A Cameroonian. Okay, Cameroonian. Yeah, <laughs> like fantastic man. I can imagine. He got groceries, like anything I would at least eat. Need for the first few days. Yes, for the first few That's days. That's very thoughtful and kind of him. Okay. Now, I think the fact that you mentioned all of this, I think it's very important. First of all, do your research. Because I imagine if you did more research, you may have not done the private university route. Yes. And then, in terms of research, to, like you said, reach out to people. I did about 11 or 12 applications mm -hmm. for universities before I moved. I did across four different countries. I did Canada, I did UK. Really? I did two in Canada, I did three in UK, I did two in Poland, and I think I did three or four in Germany. Ah. Yes. And I only did one. I was not serious. <laughs> but the thing, do you know the funny thing is that for all the schools I applied to, mm -hmm. I spoke to at least one person in that university who is Nigerian. That's the thing. It's always... People think it's difficult to meet or connect with these people. See, that's what it is. I'm telling I, you, just look for the name of the school. You see people, you will find people. Connect with these people. Don't be shy. Okay, just, <laughs> just find the name of the school you're going to. Mm -hmm. You'll find Nigerians. When I, when I did my Canadian admission, we still, I still talk to that lady till today. I reached out to her. I'm trying to apply for this course. And I said you did something that is similar. Similar. I would have a few questions about the investor. I want clarification. She was, she was like, first of all, send me your SOP. Let me help you go through it. Uh, the two, two, two of them actually asked me, because I reached out to two people. One, two of them actually proposed. I did not ask. But the other one was busy. We didn't really, she wasn't able to find her. But one, I sent it to her. She gave me feedback. I think you should add this. I think you should move this. Blah, blah, blah. And I did it. I eventually didn't get the admission. But just knowing that there's someone who is willing. Willing. To help. offer those help was very comfortable. Then you know, I felt so happy mm -hmm. that a stranger was offering those helps. And after a while, she reached out to me. How did it go? Have you had feedback? When I told her I do one, she was like, "Sorry, do you want to do it again next year? What do you think we could do to improve it?" It was like as if it was 
When I told her I eventually go to a wedding event, she was like, oh, that's nice. How is it in this country? And since then, we just randomly talk and talk like to each other. It's that easy. When I went to Poland, I reached out again to the schools. I just texted. This is what I heard. This is blah, blah, blah. Have conversations. There are schools that I just checked out. Mm-hmm. I reached out to people in the school. I didn't apply, but I just reached out to also, like, get a feel. Yeah. There's even this particular school in Germany, get me admission. So someone I texted that told me, have you written to them? Do you know what happened? They invited me for an interview. Mm-hmm. I did not go. I did not go because I didn't receive the email. The person that wrote the email had misspelled my name. Oh. So I, I thought admission would have come. I did not receive. Based on the time they said they give mm-hmm. admission, I reached out to someone in the school who had reached out to prior. It was like, how, how about you write to them? Maybe something happened. Yeah. I wrote to them. They now sent me, they sent, forwarded me the email they sent. I could see that the email was sent to a different email address. address. So they scheduled another interview for me. Eventually it worked, I got an admission. But I had to choose HNE because the HNE had the option of me doing my first semester in Nigeria because I didn't have my visa. They did not. So it's like those things, some of the things you learn. Now this guy in question that helped ask me to write to the school, when I got to Austria, I spoke to him. When he sister went to Austria after he came back to me to ask me questions about Austria. See? And that's how friendships are formed. Yeah. We have each other on WhatsApp. Every once in a while, hello, hi, and things like that. And if anything takes me to that part of Germany, mm-hmm. I'll reach out to them. That's how it is. Exactly. It's so as easy as it's that. It's as easy as that. Just go to LinkedIn, type the name of the school, you'll find people. Be open-minded. Like, and then, regardless of messages. whatever um, feedback or reaction you get from yeah. Like, there's always somebody that's willing to... Uh, exactly. Like, what I do is, if I see three people, I'll write all three of them. At least one person will respond. respond. It happened with all the schools. I told you about, like, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Some of them have not been in touch. Just that one response. Why some people you talk about... Like, there's this guy, too. He HNU. Do you know we never met when I was here? He's now in the UK. Yeah. So, he was in HNU. I reached out to him. He even encouraged me because when I when, when we had to decide to do first semester and go for exchange semester, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's try it. He was one of those that encouraged us to do it. Kenny did me, but I knew him personally. I told Kenny and Michelle about him. So I knew him because I've texted him. Mm-hmm. He encouraged to do it. When we went to Australia, he kept on checking in. Yeah. When we now came to Germany, you know how work is. We never had the time. That was also around the time he was now planning to move to, to, the, to, UK. Move to the UK. And after he moved to the UK, he still calls, what's up? How is he going? And he did the funny thing. I, at least I got a student job. Mm-hmm. When he was in Germany, he couldn't find a student job. Uh-huh. He kept on applying, but it didn't work for him. For and he stopped. For the two years. Yes. I didn't know how when exactly he stopped, but he told me he never got, that he tried and he it tried. didn't work. So it's like, people, people, people. And of course, look at Kenny and Michelle. They've been... I don't think I would have survived all three without them. Without just them. like you said, with today, your friend in Frankfurt. Yeah. And he did... We admit me and Michelle at the time we had time to like talk. It feels like the world stops. Mm-hmm. Like half the problem I have is solved. Even though most of the concern would also be about the problem, but just mm-hmm. know that you have someone who understands the predicament, they are not judging you, mm-hmm. they are providing solutions when they can, and you kick it about it, even yap each other about the problem that all of you are inside together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it, it makes life easier. Yes, and I think it's also what is making my own life easier right now. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I know I have you guys yeah. in my corner. Yeah. So, like, there's this peace of mind. True. That's there that, okay, whatever happens, happens. Exactly. I know I have this 
people. I mean, when can you get to meet you? He also, I think Misha introduced you to Kenya. I can't remember how it went. Misha's brother, something. Yeah. But no, when they met, they told me about this Nigerian mm-hmm. person in Germany doing. I'm like, okay, fine. And when you came around, mm-hmm. he told me you're coming. Mm-hmm. Like I just reached out to this guy. Yeah. That I was looking for an apartment since I was moving to um, mm. and the guy was like, Oh, he has somebody. Yeah. I think Ken uh, Mitchell's brother was his classmate. Okay. Yes, when they were in HNG. Yeah. So he was like, Oh, he knows somebody living in this. Yeah. Then he connected me to Kenny like that. You can exactly. you can imagine. Yeah. Even the, you saw the way I was talking to a Ken about that stuff we are talking about mm-hmm. your daddy. How do I know a Ken? Ken was coming, got admission to HNU and reached out to me because he saw he was looking for someone that is in HNU. Mm-hmm. And that's how we became, we started talking. So basically, that's how friendships are formed. And which is, I think, very important thing that you mentioned. Anybody that is really trying to go to a new place, reach out to people, to people. online because that's the easiest way you can. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is the most like the easiest mm-hmm. if you don't if you can't try linkedin try twitter twitter works too. or try facebook try facebook <laughs> just try because it, i think in terms of instagram is hard to find new it people. is facebook they are different on facebook they are they different, different communities community different groups mm-hmm. twitter if you but twitter is kind of, can be harder because you have to navigate mm-hmm. is this person really in this country and all of that LinkedIn but linkedin is, is the easiest, easiest. Mm-hmm. Type the name of the school, even if it's a job too, type the name of the office. The algorithm will just link you to anybody that has any sort of background as yourself, and then you start. This has been a very interesting episode, Bolali. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming. And it's nice that we got to do this. Yeah, I think I feel like 100%. Better talking about all of this. Yes, yes, because like people. You never know who this who's going to listen. Yes. yes, yeah, and then avoid the same mistake you made. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so if you're listening, <laughs> please <laughs> don't go to a private university in Germany. Except, <laughs> well, except you're an academic. <laughs> exactly, unless you're <laughs> to cover the tuition. Yes, because you see she game, and it's not because you wouldn't try, and it's not because it's just because it's not enough money. Because twenty, I'm sure you are working full time and paying that amount. It's different. But by the time you earn one thousand plus, even then, even then, service hard. Because not that can't finish at some point. Exactly. By the time I pay seven hundred, let's say I'm earning like one thousand five. Yeah. By the time I pay seven hundred, you pay like four hundred for rent. Rent, I was paying three seventy five. I was see, I was paying four hundred. Exactly. That's um. That's one thousand one. Gone. Then you have 400 left. Then you pay how much you insurance, eat. like 120. Ah. Oh. And then you eat. Uh-huh. And then you eat. Exactly. And you still want to flex. Mm. And wear good clothes. Exactly. Because if, even if you don't want to, the weather changes. You have to wear clothes based on the weather. Weather? It's, it's, I don't know how, I say, I've, I've said it before, I don't know how you survive. Oh, I survive. I mean, but you are here. Yes, I'm here. I'm happy, stronger, and better, and more yeah. content. More content, that's important. It's, it's really a great episode. Thank you once again. Now, if you've listened to, up to this part, thank you for listening and joining all through. And remember, like, subscribe, and share with whoever is going to listen. I think also should mention that there is a Twitter handle and an Instagram handle dedicated to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just search for Jaguar Podcast on Twitter or on Instagram. You'll be able to find the handle. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.